Hey folks, welcome back to the DC Three Cast. My name is Brian. With me, as always, are Zach and Vince, and we are here to talk about two books coming out on the tenth of October, starting with Green Lantern number four, written by Jeremy Adams, illustrated by Zermanico. This is one of the books that weirdly got interrupted by Night Terrors, but now seems back on track. And this issue does um, a little bit of work to sort of remind us of the status quo. Although I think last issue did a little bit of this too, but like we get a conversation with Carol Ferris just to help remind us where uh, Hal's personal life is. And this is the first time we've seen Barry Allen since Dark Crisis, I believe. It is a, uh, it is a flash Green Lantern team up issue. And um, Zach, why don't you start us off talking about it? Um, I like, I like this issue. It was fun. It was fun to see Barry and Hal team up. Um, but like the thing holding this book back is just that it's like it it got it's taking so long to get going. And you know, some of that is the uh night tears interruption, but it is it is also that like we're we're four issues into the arc and really nothing has happened, <laughs> really. Um, we've seen we, we found out about his ring a little bit. His ring yeah. is probably the biggest deal so far, right? Yeah, yeah. And and the previous issue, I I did go back and read that. We didn't talk about that for the show. We see some interesting stuff about like how the the ring works and it being able to to do some stuff that it uh used to do in like older incarnations of of Green Lantern, which is kind kind of interesting. Um, we we still don't really know how or why or you know and that that'll come but like this is shaping up this this is like six issue opening arc syndrome you know mm-hmm. yeah um and i feel like adams didn't really do that on the flash nope <laughs> yep that's 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 an excellent point and i yeah i'm kind of bummed that he's doing it now I wonder I mean, if the interruption of Night Terrors forced like a change in the way the story was going to go. I don't know if it did. I don't know if it did or not, but it would. That interruption was egregious. It was the most egregious I think of any of the books, or at least, or maybe it had only been going for like two issues at that point. There, there, like, did you just not? wait until after to start the book? Right, like launch it yeah. with Flash and Wonder Woman. Why? Yeah. Why do it now? There's no like in in story and universe reason why it needed to happen before Night Terrors. As yeah. far as we, as far as I can tell, uh, I didn't read those Night Terrors issues, so I don't really know what happened <laughs> in them. But no, I mean um, they weren't. Yeah, the less said, the better. Um, so so that was really egregious to begin with. And and you're right, Zach. This book is just not really getting off the ground, which is the shame. It's a shame because there's a lot of evidence, even within this series, that Adams really does have the juice. Like we are, we already know um that the flash was a really good run on his part. And I think he's got a really great Green Lantern run in him somewhere, but it's not materializing because of both the night terrors thing. And because of, I think, and th- this part's probably his fault because it's the story he came up with, but the structure of it, there's lots of little bits across these four issues that I really like. Um, we already talked about how, I, how I like that they're leaning into to Hal being an asshole and, and, and not getting what he wants because um, 
he's no longer being rewarded for being an asshole. You know, um, I really like that. I think that's a keen look at the character in a slightly different way from what we've been used to, but it's just not going anywhere. Whereas Adam's flash run felt like almost every issue was going somewhere, you know, almost every issue was a, a small piece of a bigger tapestry and I'm not getting that here. And it's a little disappointing. Um, I also expected to to enjoy the kind of one-off team up aspect of the issue, but because I feel so ambivalent about the series as a whole, this issue only served to make me. This, this, there should be like a Brave and the Bold team up book that's Barry and Hal teaming up, and that's what they're doing. You know, the the Green Lantern book should be somebody else. The Flash book can be Wally. And there should be a Hal and Barry book. That's a great idea. You know, because if they're not going to do anything with those two characters that are interesting, have them off together doing their buddy hard traveling heroes team up shit. That would be great. Um, So really all the, (laughs) this issue was fine. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not trying to shit on it, but it makes me wish that something more was going on with these characters. That's different from, what's going on right now <laughs> yeah and, it's, and this it's a, it's a glimpse at makes something a, yeah it makes a good case for it because like we get that really good moment between hal and barry where like they're one i can't remember which one says it but they're basically like we're old you know like the yeah the new guard is here and it is kind of weird that we uh most of the books are reflecting that right now um but this one is the one that still feels very stuck in the past. Like, why is this not a Kyle book or a uh, a Joe book or a Jess book? You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I will say, um, I mentioned before, I really like the scene between Barry and Carol. I just mm-hmm. thought that it was nice to show these characters who clearly have a relationship, but a relationship that we probably never saw that often. Like, even when you think about it, you know, Hal and Carol have been a, a couple, you know, forever, but almost our entire time being cognizant of comics while he was the Flash until right before Flashpoint. And so maybe there was an I don't think there was a, a Carol Ferris uh, Barry scene there. And then after Flashpoint, all that stuff got wiped out also. And so you just you wind up with these characters who know each other for years. But we don't really see together. So I really liked that scene. That scene was was a really well written piece to to give us a sense of their shared history. And I thought that the scene where Barry talks to Hal about their relationship and he's like, but you love her, go get her felt very much like an old friends type of conversation, but it didn't end in the predictable way of Hal being like, you're right. I should like, we've been talking about how Hal is kind of an asshole in this series, but that scene actually showed more self-awareness than we've seen Hal have shit maybe ever i don't know you know um yeah so i i just thought it was a really that whole all the interpersonal stuff between barry and how even the way they worked together to stop those bombs like adams did this great job of showing that they have a shorthand of working together for as long as they did where it's an incredibly complex plan they have to go through to stop these things, but because they're these old running buddies who have done this a million times, they're able to do it with relative ease. And, you know, like Hal making a construct for Barry to carry around 
I don't think we've ever seen that before. Uh, at least I don't remember seeing that in a Green Lantern comic. So I thought that there was that stuff is really good. All of the individual scenes here had cool moments that, mm-hmm. like you said, Vince, show that Adams knows what he's doing. It's just that the overall story so far feels so interrupted and bogged down by just the the need to tie into to both tie into Night Terrors and also to make Hal the centerpiece of the Green Lanterns again. That when you take those two things together, it, it does sort of obfuscate the good work that Adams is doing here. Yeah, I agree. And then and then also coming out of um Night Terrors. I, I don't even know if the book is doing this intentionally or not, because uh, lots of decompressed books do this anyway, even if they aren't interrupted. But it's I feel like at times it's over explaining itself to remind you what was happening three months ago. You know, yes, yes. Um, and I, you know, I don't know whether DC felt that was needed or whether Adams feels that that's needed for the new status quo or or, or what, but. It's just it's just not as snappy as the Flash uh, series was. Um, the art's really good. Zerm- I I really like Zermanico as a as an artist. I think it's a great fit for Green Lantern. I also think it's a great fit for the Flash. I think like you know, it's more palatable Flash art than I've had in a while. Mm, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that so that's good. Um, but yeah, the 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 sum of the parts are not greater than the than the individual parts, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, uh, the other the other the one last thing I want to say about it is, I've kind of been clamoring for a Green Lantern book that was more grounded and more like Earth based, and this really does like the scenery, the relationships, all of it harkens back to the original silver age origin of Hal very much feels like it's uh, gone forward in time from those comics, you know, but, but, but referencing the the heart of those comics, you know, Um, but even though that's what I wanted, now I'm reading this and I'm thinking, I kind of miss the greater Green Lantern lore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, you know, I like I thought I wanted one thing. And then when I get some of it, I I, I guess I don't. <laughs> uh, or I want a better balance, I guess. I, I don't I don't like when Green Lantern is all cosmic ring slinging, throwing up colors on a page and and having another thing called like the war of the light or whatever the hell right right you know yeah, it's like at first john's run was like a nice mix um of the space and the earth stuff actually it's, it was mostly earth stuff at first and then it like first, went yeah. all space yeah um t- probably to its detriment i guess you know what gl era this kind of reminds me of is the stuff right before millennium with the new guard when the new guardians formed because mm. Hal was sort of like in a weird place there where he was um he was sort of on the outs with the green lantern cords when he was on earth that's when he was with um um Tal- uh thomas uh kalmaku a lot tom kalmaku pie face yeah quite a bit and uh it felt like there was there were things happening to Hal jordan on earth that weren't just fodder for the space green lantern stuff and this does give a bit of a feel for that mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, I think it's I think it's welcome 
And like some of it, I think, is by design because like the stuff that is going on in space is supposed to be like a little not not quite like mysterious, but just like obfuscated, you know, like we're not yeah. we're not supposed to know yet. Um like yeah. I, I fully expect like by the end of the first arc or by the end of year one, we like get to that stuff and it will be potentially more satisfying because of the delay. Um, but yeah, right now I just kind of like miss that stuff. It's also like, it's because we haven't had, well, I don't know. Like the last Green Lantern book was the space stuff and like, it was still kind of a mixed bag. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I want. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we do have to talk about the backup here, which is kind of the reason we picked it for this episode. (laughs) It is, even though I think we're gonna have more to say about the main book than the backup, probably. Yeah. Um, but this very is nice uh, to send some. Yes. So this was uh, labeled as Sin Sun, uh, but the actual story is called Wayward Sun. Are you Sin and Sun? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is uh, written by Peter Tomasi, illustrated by David Lafuente, who has become a, a DC backup guy, which is bizarre. Yeah, but that's a whole uh, other story. Better fit, in my opinion. <laughs> better fit than what? Than than what he was doing before. Oh sure, yeah. What yeah. was he doing before? Uh, no idea, but I didn't like it as much as this. <laughs> I really, I really like his art here, and I'll tell you why. I think La Fuente for me is a really acquired taste or it, or it has to be on the right project, right? It's not going to work for every project. There's some creators that I would be happy to see drawing anything, right? Mm-hmm. La Fuente is not one of those. Um, I think his art is perfect for this story. And I think it reminds me more, more than ever in a way that I was surprised at and delighted. And maybe I'm over, exaggerating here it reminded me of like early akira toriyama dragon ball (laughs) sensibility from a design sensibility kind of like the cat like like sin sun could be using capsule corp uh gear right i see what you're saying yeah yeah you know what i mean like like there's there's that there's a sense of fun there's a sense of movement that is similar to what Toriyama does. I'm not saying, I mean, Toriyama is like a, a master, right? I'm not saying it's on the same level. I'm just saying it gave me that feel and I enjoyed it on that level. Um, The story is not much. There's not much going on here, right? <laughs> but I think La Fuente was in his wheelhouse on this one. I don't disagree with that. Yeah, I definitely um, agree. With, yeah, I think you're right. He, he's a good fit for this kind of book. The best bit in this entire book is Sin Sun drawing a mustache on his face. Yeah, one hundred percent the best part of the book. Um, yeah, I, I am. Um, I guess I'm just not all that interested in a story from uh about Sinestro's kid. <laughs> yeah, and especially when there's really no. Like I know that we're we're supposed to care about him because he's this like he's this orphan character and all that, and you know I, I suppose that there is some interest there, but it really just feels like a a pretty lazy way to introduce this character we didn't know existed. Like I I I can think of a hundred other stories that do a similar 
parental uh you know parental story. I mean, fuck this is the godfather three in a way um you know it's just it's just not that creative of a way to introduce the story but the La Fuente art is good it's not an offensive story by any means it just isn't really all that uh compelling to me yet from it's, from it's, a from from a script perspective you know it's pretty thin yeah yeah zach uh yeah i, I don't have much more to add it's it's almost nothing <laughs> um but it could be something someday i wonder what i that is the kind of the like main thing is like what what even is who is this who is this for and why is this happening? Um, like, is this something that Tomasi was just like, hey, I got this great idea. Hey, right. I did I did Super Sun, so now I'm going to do Sinestro's Sun. Like, what? what's the impetus for this? Um, the impetus is whenever DC uses Sin Sun, uh, now I get a bag of money. Okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I would I would love to actually have the opportunity to ask Tomasi about this, but he would just hang up on us in the middle of an interview, so uh, <laughs> not going to have that chance. <laughs> that's some Brian, deep, that's some deep DC three lore there. Yeah, has anyone ever told you that you need to like um do some meditating or some like uh <laughs> to, to let go of this stuff yeah yeah i honestly don't care it's just a funny i said to make you laugh essentially <laughs> um because it is cause, funny because we got to talk to patrick leeson more and that was mm-hmm. that was great so no issue with that hello denizens of earth 1218 we're the hosts of make mine multiversity a twice monthly podcast i'm jana and i'm elias make mine multiversity is your handy guide to all things marvel Each month, we get into it with long looks at the careers of Marvel creators, characters, themes, whatever. Sometimes that means we dig into all things X-Men, sometimes we do a book club for Marvel series past and present, and sometimes that means figuring out which series is our heavyweight champion. Coming down by good old Skylaser to your podcatcher of choice every first and third Friday. Excelsior. Excelsior indeed. Let's move on to Wesley Dodd's The Sandman, number one. Written by Robert Venditti, illustrated by Riley Rosmo. Uh, these are, I believe, six-part miniseries that are focusing on the uh, on three Golden Age characters: Sandman, Green Lantern, and uh, the Flash. Yeah, this is the first one. Uh, we have not had a a solo Sandman story in a very very long time, and it's uh. You know, I, I'm certainly here for it conceptually. I'm also always here for more Riley Rossmo art, which I'm sure we will um, slobber all over for the time being. But I'm curious. Uh, I presume I'm the guy that's read the most JSA on this podcast. Vince, did you have any sort of sense of who Wesley Dodds was before this book? And more importantly, do you feel like you know who he is now after this book? Oh, yeah, I know. I know Wesley Dodds. I know, I know, like, enough to fill a short Wikipedia article about Wesley Dodds. (laughs) I mean, I haven't read a ton. I haven't read as much JSA as you have. Hmm. But, you know, I've read Golden Age comics. I've read Silver Age comics. I've read, I've read some JSA. I've read, uh, 
just some Sandman mystery theater, right? Like, yeah, I've, I've, I've read some Wesley dots in my life. Um, I think this story, I think this was a, a really well-made comic, but I think it was extremely boilerplate. Um, That's a good way to put it. Zach, what about you? Same question. Yeah, yeah same. I, I, I mean, I, so I, I guess I really don't have like the most Wesley Dodds experience. Like I'm very, I'm familiar with him. I've read comics with him, but I've by no means an expert. <laughs> I've, I've not read Sandman Mystery Theater or anything like that. I feel like that's the most like, other than maybe some of the, um, like the, the classic JSA stuff. That's maybe like the biggest thing, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't have a big, a strong association with Wesley Dodds. And I, I thought that this was, pretty meh like it was just it was like i don't even i very very like lowest common denominator wesley dodd sandman story like honestly even even like the wesley dodd stuff in in night terrors is more interesting than this wolf wow (laughs) that's a that's some damning uh some damning critique there um I may be a little bit higher on it than you are, but not terribly. Um, my biggest issue with this is that I don't know who this is for. And that that is a complaint that I am uh, maybe too quick to lob at comics these days. But I feel like if you didn't know who Wesley Dodds was, this gives you some idea but it's not i don't think the concept is all that outlandish that you need a six issue miniseries to like catch you up on who it is but if you already know who wesley dodds is nothing here comes off as particularly revelatory or particularly interesting uh this is the issue a lot of times with doing older with doing stories set in the past which is that you have to work really hard to find a story that you can tell that will feel consequential even though we know so much of what's happened to this character in the intervening times, right? It's um, it's hard to it, it, it's hard to make these stories work without it just feeling like a retread of something else. And you know, I I suppose the best thing that this issue did was it sort of gave you a clue about Dodd's uh, I don't know if you call it pacifism, but you know, wanting to to influence war in a more gentle way. I suppose that's something that people may not be aware of with the character. I mean, it's certainly not a plot point for a lot of Wesley Dodd stories. Um, And it somewhat flies in the face of the way that he conducts himself as a vigilante. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it's, it's a weird, this is a, a, a weird fit of a book. But I think that the thing we can probably all agree on is that Riley Rosmo continues to do Riley Rosmo stuff, which continues to look fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some of these layouts, I mean, all the layouts are really good. I, I, I love Rosmo's line work for how unique and bizarre it is. Um, but what's really underrated about the artist is the layouts. There's an early one where it's like a silhouette of Dodds in the Sandman get up. And then the panels of action are happening within his body. Um, 
there's another one where he sees like a vision of the JSA that he doesn't fully understand yet because it's the future, I guess. And just the way that that page is constructed with the panels kind of crashing into one another. If you look at it as a whole picture, it kind of looks illogical, but if you follow the panels, it's perfectly sensible um, in a way that you wouldn't expect based on how it's, it's constructed as a piece. It's really impressive stuff. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, he just keeps getting better and better with at laying things out. Um, and the line work is just so consistent as well. Um, but, but the, the layouts are what really entertained me here. Um, when I felt like there wasn't much going on with the story, uh, yeah, it's a really good-looking comic, if nothing else. I think it's intended to be Wesley Dodds for dummies. Um, I, I think I think it's intended to be a very simplistic introduction to the character. Mm -hmm. um, and I so I guess that's fine. But but yeah, if you've read enough of the, I mean, even if you haven't read a ton of the character, I guess from what Zach is saying, it's it's maybe not that impactful of a story, but but it definitely seems designed for that kind of person versus like you or I, Brian, who kind well, of get, it, gets it already. <laughs> it's know? also weird because like the other books that are coming out as part of this initiative are very much like building off of the new golden age stuff. Like we know that the flash one is going to deal with like Jay's lost daughter and, um, we know that um, the Green Lantern one is going to deal with like some of the Red Lantern stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It, it is. It just feels like a weird fit. It feels like they needed, they wanted to do a third character, and this is the one they decided on, maybe because of Night Terrors. But it's Maybe. also weird because Wesley Dodds is is canonically dead right now, and so like Jay and and Alan have stories to tell beyond this. But Wesley Dodds kind of doesn't, unless they're going to resurrect him again. I don't know. It's very, it's a very strange decision. Anything right. else to add or no? Hmm. No, nah, I don't know. Yeah, I. Maybe there will be something more to it. It's just, uh, it's a very underwhelming first issue, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I do feel like the idea that he's going to use his like sleeping uh, gas or whatever to wage nonviolent war is so like hilariously comic book naive you know like I, yeah i i was a little charmed by that for how like uh pollyanna issue was, you well, we we also got the great the, the general or whoever is being like you dumb fuck this is terrible <laughs> like uh what do you in think a way guns are for yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it was i mean both like he is cartoonishly hopeful and the major whoever is cartoonishly evil uh -huh. so you know it, that 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 worked out well i suppose yeah. um but yeah i i agree a, a very silly idea
Well, Vince, have I stalled enough to have you of next week's comics uh, pulled up? Yeah, you didn't stall at all. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Did I, I asked, stall at all? I asked any <laughs> thoughts, and then we talked for another two minutes. Any thoughts is my cue to you. Yeah, I had actual thoughts. <laughs> but that is my Carol Burnett pulling on my ear to let you know that we're getting towards the end of the episode. All right. So, what, I do. I have it up, but what week is it? I'm always... The 17th. Uh, 17th. Okay, hang on. All right, I got it. Okay, um, Nightwing 107, Batman Superman World's Finest number 20, Superman 7, Titans 4, Catwoman 58, Wonder Woman 2, Batman White Knight Presents Generation. That is not over yet? Are you fucking kidding me? No, it's me? not. Generation Joker number 6, Hawkgirl number 4, Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong number 1, Jay Garrick the Flash number 1, Green Lantern War Journal number 2, Cyborg 4, City Boy 5, Harley Quinn Black, White, and Redder number 4, and Sandman Universe uh, Nightmare Country, The Glass House, number five. Uh, I'm very interested to see what we're going to wind up talking about uh, next. Well, time. The Flash, for sure. Yeah. And probably bat- probably World's Finest, because that's the Kingdom Come start. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you guys were going to do the Godzilla versus Kong journey or no. Come on. I'm kidding. Come on, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. You I'm kidding. better be. I know you guys too well. You don't like fun. Fun. We can't, we can't have fun on this show. That's not fun. It's fun for some of us. Um, if you need to find two thirds of us, we are on social media. I am at Brian Needs a Nap. And I am at The Wolf of Z. If you need to find Vince, he is currently hunting down Evan Longoria and the rest of the Arizona <laughs> Diamondbacks and trying to uh, make their lives miserable for a little while. Yep. Yep. More like Ava Longoria. Ooh. Remember her? <laughs> remember her? I do. There, there. I, I remember a rumor that she was supposed to be playing. Was it the Wasp? I think, like she really? was. There was a, it was early on in my multiversity tenure. <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah, but essentially, it's like someone saw her leaving a someplace with a stack of comics, and it was like Ant Man and Wasp comics. They thought that she was going to be the Wasp, but yeah, that place, my house. Oh no, just kidding. Not Your house is a lending library of comics for this <laughs> for the stars. For her, yes. Well, that's the only reason she'd be there, I would presume. Ava Longoria. Desperate Housewives. <laughs> All right, folks. It was on at the same time as The Apprentice. Thanks for listening, folks. Thank you, next time. Goodbye. It almost offsets the damage you do in that regard. <laughs>